You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to the week one, well, going into week two edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good and the bad and everything in between around the Green Bay Packers. Um, I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined alongside our social media manager, Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Chris. Oh, you know, the Packers uh, were awful last night, so I'm doing, I'm doing okay. <laughs> we'll get yeah, into uh, it, right? Yeah, the, the, the copium, as we like to call it in our Slack chat, is definitely out in force today. Um, oh, yes. coming, off, coming off the 23-7 to Green Bay Packers loss to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, yet another week one dud. Um, so vibes, obviously not that great, uh, painful, you know, you don't like to drop the week, the first game, cause there's all that excitement, but especially since this is a divisional game, um, on the road, you really don't like to start those out on the wrong foot. Um, but you know, it's week one, you know, that they, as we all remember, they got, they did score more than last year though. They did score seven points this year versus three last year. So does that mean, you know, that's a better start in a way? I don't know, but obviously last year came out fine. Um, so I'm not, I'm not by any means hitting the panic button yet, but I definitely would say I've got an eyebrow raised. Um, where vibe check for you, Lindsay, where are you at? Yeah, I, I think this is, this just seems to be the Packers new MO <laughs> apparently is to blow the season opener game um, and lose to our <laughs> divisional rivals. Um, it was it it had a lot of uh, rem- remnants of the playoff game to be honest like it just it was like I was screaming at my tv like what is what are you guys doing like have you played football before even Rogers um you know I don't know it, it was not the most fun game to watch but I definitely am not um you know concerned or like you said in the uh, hitting the alarm right now. I think it's going to take some time, uh, to develop these relationships with these young wide receivers. We don't have Lazard right now because of his injury. So, um, you know, we're kind of starting at, uh, at a little bit of a disadvantage if you will, but I think we're going to be just fine. Yeah, and I think, you know, to cut, you know, just to, I want to cut a few things off of the pass here a little bit. Number one, about, you know, a lot of the top discussion on social media has been talking about playing starters in the preseason. I That had nothing to do with this. The Vikings didn't play anybody either. In fact, I don't think Kirk exactly. Cousins took a single snap either. Um, but, you know, I think the other, and the other thing is about missing Devontae Adams. Uh, the Raiders lost too. Uh, Adams might've had a great game, but Derek Carr also threw multiple interceptions. So 
I just if I don't understand what people are saying, oh, the Packers should have kept Adams, blah, blah, blah. I just a quick reminder, he did not want to be here. The Packers actually offered him more money. It didn't work. It wasn't going to work. Um, so that had no no inkling on this um, result. So get off oh, that high horse. It's actually inaccurate. For sure. And that's going to be a narrative that people spin all season long. Um, anytime the Packers have a bad game or a bad play or a wide receiver doesn't catch a ball, they're going to be, you know, throwing, oh, if Adams were here. And like, of course, I get it. You know, as, as Packer fans, it's uh, never easy to lose one of the greatest receivers of all time. But again, just like last week, I think it's really important to remember that he was also once a rookie who made mistakes and who didn't catch every single big pass that was, you know, thrown his way, especially, you know, him and he, he learned under Rogers, him and uh, Rogers built that, that relationship and um, Adams, you know, tirelessly worked at his craft and he became the, one of the best wide receivers, but that didn't happen overnight. And that, that definitely didn't happen in the beginning of his career. So I think that's really important to remember. And, um, you know, that narrative is just, it is what it is. And it's going to be spun just because I think people are still very much missing him. Yeah, it's a, it's a convenient, it's a convenient out, but it's, it's, again, it's factually inaccurate. Um, It's a lazy narrative. It's an easy cop out. Um, so just, just something that, I mean, I know it's going to follow on, but it's just, it's not true. Um, but you got, I'm old enough to remember Jan, people wanting to start Jeff Janice over Devonte Adams back in 2015, and they've got enough egg on their face to make one hell of an omelet. So, um, takes will be takes, but, um, the facts just don't support it. Um, so let's get into the game now. Um, so obviously it was a loss, a bad loss. So let's let's rip the bandaid off and let's get into the let's get into the worst part of our of our show. Um, the biggest thing that obviously stood out at the very beginning of the game that I think really set the tone and kind of gave me that old, you know, I've got a bad feeling about this was Christian Watson first pass thrown his the way of his career through his hands, dropped it. Well, would have been a 75 yard game tying touchdown. And after that, um, everything kind of just snowballed. Um, a little bit. So let's, uh, I'm guessing you probably had the same reaction, Lindsay, it would be kind of one of those, oh man moments. And then, you know, looking back on it, I, I think in hindsight, we all kind of saw where the game was going after that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, had he, uh, had he made that, that, that catch, it would have been a literal game changer. I, I do believe that, um, you know, that's just, and I tweeted this, um, you know, during the game when it happened, but that's just the learning curve that we're going to have to suffer through for a bit. He's young. This is his, or it was his first game of his NFL career coming off of an injury and coming off of recovery. So it was definitely disappointing. It would have been so fantastic to see him make that, that catch. And he could have, that's the thing is he, he was in the, the, the right spot at Rogers threw him a perfect pass and it just, you know, slipped right through his hands. And, um, as a, as a receiver, that's one thing that, uh, that shouldn't happen very often. So, 
um yeah it was it was definitely disappointing um but you know and we'll get into the good the good parts of of Watson uh, later in the show too so um so for now I'll just say yeah it was it was a bummer yeah, I mean, he definitely did put some good things on tape afterwards that, you know, we, we kind of, we'll get into the good, we'll get into the good news a little later. Um, but, you know, and obviously the, that play, while it took a lot of the wind out of the sails, I, there's a lot of other things that went wrong in that game that really didn't um, come as a re- correlation to that play. So the offensive line sh- looked horrible. Um I, I probably in hindsight should have seen this coming a little bit once the news came out that David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins were out uh, much to our chagrin after it looked, you know, we had the false hope yet again uh, that Bakhtiari was going to play and then Jenkins is still probably not ready, but um, offensive line looked terrible. I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers take a beating like this under Lafleur, I think ever. Um, that hit was so terrifying. That yeah, one hit where he here. stayed on the ground, that was I mean, my heart stopped. I, I really, uh, it was so scary. Um, and that just, it can't happen with Rogers. Um, they need to figure out how to protect him. I mean, it, it was just unacceptable really. Yeah. And I think, you know, Jake, no relation to Lindsay Hansen, um, have <laughs> <laughs> um, no business being on an offensive line right now, uh, revolving door. I think he was the lowest rated offensive lineman by PFF um, in that game. Just no business being there. Um, I don't know why he got the start. It's just, I made no sense at the time, you know, and of concern, you know, this is the second game in a row, if you include the playoffs, where the coaching staff has bungled the offensive starting offensive line. Um, Zach Tom probably should have been in there. He got after John Runyon Jr. went out with an injury due to a concussion. Um, Zach Tom did get in there, um, held his own, you know, immediately as soon as he got in there, the ball started to move a little bit more on the ground, uh, but he still kind of sort of had a rough day. But Jake Hansen has no business, I think, right now being on an NFL football field. He might be good down the road, but he's not right now. And that's what the Packers need right now until Jenkins and Bakhtiari are back. They need players that can be good right away because uh, Aaron Rodgers at 38 can't continue to take a shellacking like that. Well, in the press conference, um, LaFleur was asked about Hanson and, um, you know, he said just based off of his, uh, you know, his uh, training camp and um, and preseason performance and all that, uh, they, you know, they thought that it would be, you know, he would be one of the top uh, top five choices for this game. And they, he said, there were some good and some not so good plays made to which I would respond to LaFleur more, more was bad than there was good by, by Hanson. So, um, while I realize that our options are, you know, limited without Jenkins and Bach and, um, I get that Hanson shouldn't have he shouldn't have been our, our top pick. I mean, he should have been, um, he should have been pulled way earlier. And, um, I just, I mean, I get LaFleur's kind of playing like, you know, politics a little bit. He's not going to put one of his players on blast, but it was a piss poor performance. It was, it, it was just awful. Um, 
And, and like you said, Runyon, uh, who got the concussion on that same play that, you know, Rogers was down for a few seconds. Um, you know, Tom is, he wasn't in improvement. I just, we need Jenkins and Bakhtiari. I mean, we really, many, you know, it's, it's hard because with Bach, I mean, it's been a year and a half where we need him so much. <laughs> and if any game proved that to us, it was, it was last night. And, you know, people are speculating with Bach that he's done, um, that he's not going to be able to play. And while I don't believe that and it's purely speculation, I am starting to get a little concerned at the amount of time that it has taken him to come back. I mean, it's, it's unlike anything I have seen with an ACL. This is you know, ACLs are massive, major injuries. I'm not, I'm not saying that they aren't, it's just a year and a half is a very long time to, you know, to not come back. And I get that he's had some setbacks, um, and has had to have a, a couple more surgeries and procedures. Um, it's just a little concerning and Jenkins, I'm really hoping that he comes back within the next, you know, week or two. Um, we just, we've got to keep Rogers protected from those, those sacks and those massive hits. We just, we can't afford to, uh, we can't afford to have that keep happening. Yeah. And with Bakhtiari too, you know, it's kind of been one of those where um, there's more than just an ACL there. They haven't gotten into specifics. He's had multiple knee surgeries. And at that point, you know, you start to lose confidence in your knee. I completely understand that. I completely respect and understand the mental part of this. I tore a ligament in my foot uh, about seven years ago now, and I had a difficult time walking, let alone playing professional football or, you know, the, or even golfing on it, you know, just I, I completely understand the mental part of it. And I respect that with Bakhtiari. Um, but the concern about, you know, with the Packers, obviously, you know, they don't want to, they can't release, you know, all the details on that injury, but you know, definitely some concern there. I hope to God he's ready next week, but it sounds like it's probably going to be week three or four. Um, but we'll have to see because they definitely would need, um, I'd like to see Bakhtiari back by uh, week three against Tampa Bay because they will need him and Jenkins on the tackles for for sure. Um, so switching off the bad news. And on real the quick, offer. let me just, I want to make something very clear in case it wasn't, I, I didn't mean for it to come off uh, like, I just want Bakhtiari back. I just want him to be healthy, right? Like I just, I want him to be okay. And, um, and I, I hope that he, you know, I hope that he is uh, sooner than later for him and for everyone. Amen. Cause you know, they got, they got life after football to take care of afterwards, you know, exactly. so I definitely want him to be healthy. Um, Cause there's definitely a lot after the, after that. Um, so the offense obviously had its struggles yesterday. We covered that quite a bit. Um, defensively, little again a puzzling performance. Nobody wanted. Did nobody want to cover Justin Jefferson? 184 yards. I really think this guy's going to end up being the Randy Moss of this generation in terms of the Packers, where Moss would just make the Packers look stupid on a regular basis. Um, Eric Stokes, 
had had it rough again against the Vikings. Um, Jair Alexander was not much on Justin Jefferson, which I think, frankly, is a strategic blunder um, of caper, capers-esque proportions um, by the Green Bay defense. Uh, and even after the game, Jair's like, yeah, hey, I would have wanted to do that, but, you know, it's not about me. It's It wasn't my call. You know, that that's a very telling decision. Um, and now Matt LaFleur today said, oh, well, we would have done that, but schematically you would have, you know, that would have thrown the defense out of whack. You know, to that I say, well, wait a minute. If you're trying to fit your problem, if you're trying to fit your an opponent's strength around your scheme, instead of the you're fitting your scheme around your opponent's strengths, you're doing defense back ass words. Um, that's not how you scheme a defense. You know, it's like I always say, you know, during my day job, you got to fit your, you got to mold your ideology or your approach around the problem, not try to mold the problem around your approach or your ideology. And I think we can all get to do better with that in the world, regardless. Anywho. Um, I just think that's, you know, I just, that, that decision to me made no sense. And I, they went, they went to man, which helped, but Justin Jefferson just running wild. And also to be clear, cause I have some friends who are Vikings fans. This is not to take anything away from Justin Jefferson, phenomenal talent. Um, and under this new, under Kevin O'Connell with this offense, they're now running an offense very similar to the Packers. Um, because O'Connell's yet another branch of the Sean McVay tree. Um, I just, he's a phenomenal talent. So I just want to make clear on that. And obviously he had his Kirk Cousins looked a lot smarter. You know, he usually airmails a couple of balls towards uh, the opponent. Didn't see that. So I'd still want to tip my head to the Vikings, but man alive, Green Bay did themselves no favors uh, defensively in their approach to number 18. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's true. And there's not much more to say on that, except, um, you know, uh, we could really, you know, we could really use someone like him on our side of the ball. So if he would, you know, want to come over to, uh, to Wisconsin, I'd be okay with that. He is a phenomenal player, um, in every aspect. I mean, he's, he's so skilled. He's fast. He's like, he's fun. He'd be fun to watch if it wasn't, if he didn't play for the Vikings, right? Like that's truly how I feel. Um, just because it's the Vikings. Uh, so, and, and in terms of our defense, I do think there was so much hype built up around this defense that I, I think we kind of did ourselves dirty, um, in building them up so much. They could have definitely done better, but um, I think it, it was like a, a lesson learned and it, it kind of brought them back down to, uh, to earth a little bit in, in the fans eyes, uh, because we did, we were so excited and, and, um, almost made them, uh, made them to be what they aren't necessarily or more than they are in our, in our minds. Um, but that's not to say that they're not, they're not good. We do have a good defense. They, uh, they made some fantastic stops and they did, uh, they did a good job. They just didn't do a perfect job. And, um, and I think that's where the disappointment kind of lies a little bit. Um, and that's, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And defensively, you know, I think if we all look back at that San Francisco game last year, I thought they were in great shape, but Looking back, you know, towards the end of last year, they were that defense was 28th, I believe, in points per game or yards per game was one of the two. I'm 
can't I can't look it up right now because my internet is wonky. Um, but um, it uh, they were 28th in DVOA at one point over the last seven games. So I mean, it, not like they were phenomenal at some points last year. And I think you know, it, I really think you know the, the the defense that looked good so on paper was really just a paper tiger at this point. Um, definitely something to watch going forward. That hype train needs to be slowed down if not completely stopped. Um, and with the offense still developing, that's really going to be concerning about the Packers long-term. Um, choosing optimism here, we're, we're, we're going to go with good vibes as we get into the next half of the show. But I think defensively, um, my, that's where my when I said my eyebrow was raised, it's more at the defense. We knew the offense was going to be tough going early. Well, and, uh, you know, since we are um... – since we are leaning into the uh, the better part of <laughs> the breakdown, um, how good was it to see Jairi on the field again? Oh, I've missed him. It was so good to see him. Yeah, it, that definitely, I just, they got to put him in position to do what he does best. Um, a strategic, and then at the same time, you know, if you're going to put somebody on him, that's one of your best players. Preston Smith is not the guy either. That, again, another strategic blunder. I could not believe that when I saw that. Um, I just, I'm not an expert on defense by any stretch of the imagination, but good God. Um, Joe Barry, well, I don't know what that was, but um, to quote Desi Arnaz, you got some splaining to do um, on that horrible impression. Uh, we'll take a break for some ads on that. We will get back, um, try to try to raise the vibes a little bit here and, um, Talk about some of the good things, because despite the lopsided score, there were some good things to take away. So uh, stay with us. We'll be back. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back. So let's let's talk some good things. Um, so a little bit bad to start with this one because he got hurt, but Quay Walker, whoo, um, there is some speed to that. The man that size should not be able to move the way he does. Uh, had that injury uh, to his shoulder. Looks like he's going to be all right. 
Um, should be on the – looks like he might be able to play uh, this coming Sunday against the Bears, but he was all over the field or in frame. So that he's, that kid's got some legitimate speed, and I, he's going to be somebody I think, you know, as we get into the season, I think is going to come on a little stronger. Yep, I am excited to um, – I'm excited to watch him um, – you know, continue to play. And I mean, he, he had a really strong start, really solid plays from the get. Um, so I think he is definitely going to be one that I pay attention to. Um, and, and it was great news about his injury that it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't season ending by any means. So that is always good news. Um, he's going to be a fun one to watch. I can't wait. Yeah, I definitely can see why they um, why they fell in love with him. Um, a little small sample size, but for game one, definitely something to be encouraged about. Uh, somebody that we already knew was good and pleased to see that he is still a uh, human wrecking ball is um, one Mr. Kenny Clark. Do, Kenny Clark. You know, I, he to destroy of worlds, getting pressures. Um Nothing happens. It's good to see that he still got it. You know, like there were times it looked like they were double teaming Dean Lowry a little bit, not Kenny Clark. It's like, what are y'all doing? Um, this man is a wrecker of worlds, and it's it still stuns me, you know, that he still still doesn't draw a lot more double teams because man, he um he slaughters offensive linemen and the he he made Bradbury and a couple of the other linemen look look dumb. Oh, I love Clark so much. Yeah, he's the man. He got the the first sack of the season. Uh, many more to come. Obviously, we love uh, we love Clark and um, just need him to stay healthy and uh, you know allow him to do his magic. He's fantastic. I'm a big fan of him. So then, switching to the offensive side of the ball here too, Christian Watson. We talked about the drop. But just watching him run some routes, I mean, Rodgers may not have necessarily been looking his way, which, for the love of God, Aaron, start trust. I mean, you've got, you're going to have to you have to trust these young guys right away. you got to throw them the ball. Um, the way Watson moves and his speed, uh, he's breaking ankles. You know, he wasn't getting the ball thrown at him. But, man, I just – the potential of Christian Watson just once, – once he and Rodgers get on the same page, you know, oh, man – and he gets his hands under control. Um, drops were drops were a concern out of NDSU, um, but you know I I can't wait to see that. You know, just I we're not talking about anything big stats here because I just this is kind of a burn the a burn the box score type performance. But uh, he uh, I I'm intrigued to see what they can do with Watson because just his speed, athleticism, he looks like a like a specimen uh, as we like to say. Yeah, it could definitely, you know, definitely has uh, has potential. There's no doubt about it. Um, very athletic, very fast. You know, he we covered it at the top of the show. He made um, made plenty of mistakes. You know, one big one on the Packers' first offensive drive. Um, but he, you know, again, there's the learning curve that we're going to have to suffer through that, that includes him. Um, he made some, uh, you know, some good plays and some good routes and runs. So um, there is potential there. And uh, I agree. I think if, if, and when Rogers and him can get on the same page, 
I think it's going to be magic. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I do hope that it happens sooner rather than later, obvious for obvious reasons. Um, but it is going, you know, it, it does have the potential to be um, to be a, a, a magical duo. Well, to be clear, I'm not predicting any, uh, you know, offensive player of the year or offensive rookie of the year. Um, excuse me. But, you know, I just think he, um, I can see why the Packers fell in love with him. Uh, really, really can. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be fun to watch him develop. I, I, LaFleur will be able to find use for him. So I am very much looking forward to watching Christian Watson develop. A um, lot, lot of potential there. Um, so staying on with the offensive side of the ball still, uh, you know, there were a lot of critique and Matt LaFleur all but put his offense on blast about effort um, during his interview at halftime. Um, but the one player, the one player on def- on offense, excuse me, that looked like he gave a damn from start to finish was A.J. Dillon. Um, probably is, is he going to be there? He had more, he had five, twice as many carries as Aaron Jones. Um, did more yards per attempt, 9.8 versus 4.5. Jones had 10 carries. Versus or Jones had five carries, excuse me, versus ten for Dylan, um, and he, Dylan was also the leading receiver, uh, leading pass catcher, I should say, five five receptions for forty six yards. Um, it, boy, that that's kind of you know usually we say December is AJ Dylan's time, and this could have been an Aaron Jones game, um, but this turns out to be banned. Is 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 AJ Dylan RB one to you now, Lindsay? I think it's way too early to to make that distinction. Um, I I think it was really good to see Dylan and Jones um, both on the field last night. I think it I think that leaves room for a lot of a lot of plays and opportunities for us. You know, they both made good catches, um, and like you said, obviously Dylan had more uh, last night. He, the thing about Dylan is that he is really, really hard to take down. I mean, there were like, it it takes three to four guys, three to four Vikings last night to take him down on, you know, on those plays. And, um, and that's, you know, Jones to his credit also has that, that ability to push through these big guys that are, you know, uh, trying to get him down. He does have that, that ability to, uh, to push through a little bit longer. He is able to do that. Um, and he's, he's a smaller guy than Dylan. I think both, I love them both. Um, I'm just so happy that they are on the Packers and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of taking it in while we have them. And, uh, you know, I think, to me, they're both RB1. I know technically you can't have that, but um, in my mind, they're both RB1. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head too. That po- that pony personnel with both of them on the field at the same time is really something that we, they actually did it. Um, you know, and even like you could even get real fun, you know, with leaving Dylan in the backfield and splitting Jones out wide. Um, they've done that before, you know, where they've, they've, lined, they've lined Aaron Jones even out of an empty empty set they've lined him out wide and Jones has done some damage so you know just running on like a post route or a, 
our go route. I think that's definitely something we're going to be able to look forward more to, uh, especially if AJ Dillon can knock out some big plays here and, you know, get defenses to really key in on him. Um, Cause they can't forget about 33. Um, Aaron Jones is still very good. So obviously a short part of what went well for the Packers, you know, that it was not a very, not a very pretty game at all. Um, so let's look ahead here to it's bears week. Um, home opener for the Packers at Lambeau Field, Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears, who are 1-0. The Packers are 0-1. Uh, that's that's a little unusual. Uh, Chicago, of course, coming off their opening win against uh, the San Francisco 49ers in a oh, quagmire of a game. Um, Soldier Field's turf, um, it's, it's, it's trash. Uh, they redid the turf. It's still, it's new trash. Um, it's trash with a fresh coat of paint on it that got washed off. <laughs> um, I don't, anybody saw some of the images. I forgot who tweeted it, but somebody showed a picture of a field where the field, the, the numbers from the chalk was all smeared with the rain. Said, this looks like a Van Gogh painting. Uh, or like you're in one of those, those mirror houses at the, the circus, like truly those yeah, fun houses, was, you know what I mean? Like everything's distorted and it just, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, it, it was definitely, I just, I can't imagine playing football on that. Thankfully, um, it appears no no major injuries came out of that game. Um, so the Bears, you know, tough tough to get a read out of that game because San Francisco is not exactly built for that um, kind of a thing. Although I will say Chicago's defense looked, looked good. Um, so I think, you know, that's somewhere they're going to have to get the offensive line this week. Correct. Um, if Jake Hansen's on, on the field, they will be able to hear me from Appleton screaming into the void. <laughs> um, so I think they're going to have to make sure the offensive lines are right. The defense does look um, very good. Um, so as far as what could go right, though, you know, I think this could be a get get right game for the offense still, um, despite Chicago's defense looking very good. Um, it is a home opener. The Packers seem to play better at home. Um, you know, the Bears are still not exactly. We thought the Bears were in a rebuilding project um still I, they're they're gonna i think they're gonna be better than many people thought um but i think you know this this is an opportunity for the packers to kind of get things right and get things rolling and this could be a good building block game for the offense yeah i mean you know it's not january at lambeau so the the packers you know they do tend to play uh, much better at home home field advantage and at lambeau definitely has a a bigger meaning uh, with us. So, yeah, I mean, I almost don't want to say anything because I was sure that we were going to beat the Vikings and then they beat up on us. So I am going to say, I sure as hell hope that Rogers is able to, uh, after the game, say I still own you and not the other way around because you know how relentless fans are going to be if the bears beat us next week. I mean, it's going to be miserable and relentless. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's going to be a, that's going to be a stay off social media um, type, 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 type scenario, even though. Yes. So, uh, so for everyone's sake, I just, I, uh, I really hope the Packers can, you know, they, they really have a lot to work on. I mean, there is no getting around that. We have a ton to work on, but um, 
you know, we have, we have the bones of a good team. We just need to figure out how, you know, to, <laughs> to, to make it, uh, you know, to make it work and come game time. So I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm always going to, you know, root, root for the Packers, no matter how many games we lose. Um, so I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, and, you know, if we're talking about get-right games, this really could be also a get-right game for the defense. Um, Justin Fields still scares me a little bit. Um, I hate love the pick when they, the Bears took him. I, th- I think he still has a shot to be a very good quarterback, um, despite the team's history and despite their inability to uh, surround him with any meaningful talent, um, all due respect to Darnell Mooney. But I, I've got concerns about him. Like, I'm starting to get, like, if this defense is legitimately bad, is Fields going to pull a Kaepernick and run on them? Like, I I don't know. Like, Fields still scares me a little bit, um, especially after what they did to San Francisco. I mean, again, in the rain, in those kinds of conditions, it's a different different story. But uh, I, I am a little – that's that's got me a little more concerned. But I do think this is going to be a get-right game for both. I just don't know if it's going to be a blowout. But I think – just at this point, just get out, get out, get out with a win. Because uh, 0-2 going into week three against Tampa Bay um, would be not great, suboptimal, terrible, crap, however you want to call it. Um, so I think this will be this this will be a good barometer for them. But uh, if they can't get up for the Bears game, uh, we're in some trouble. Yeah, we just need to, like I said, we need to work on those, you know, a a few key things. Uh, We all know what they are. We just discussed, you know, many of them and we all saw the game. So uh, we need to work on on those key things. And, um, you know, if we can improve that, then and especially the O-line, like you said um, earlier. So, yeah, I I believe that we have the the capability to beat them uh we just we need to iron out those those kinks that um that were visible last night yep so hope springs eternal it's only week one we've got history got uh, a lot of season left yeah a lot of lot of yep a lot of football left so uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, keep it on the Acme Packing Company feed for more of us, um, as well as our other fantastic podcasts. Uh, long season ahead, a lot of great content on the way, and hopefully we will um, start off with some cheddar. We'll start off with some cheese next week instead of some bratwurst. Um, but, uh, Lindsay, anything you want to add before we go? Nope. Just, uh, as always, go Pack Go. Bye guys. Could not have said that any better myself. Thank you everybody. And uh, go pack go. And just a friendly reminder, it is still a fact that the bears still suck. Um, <laughs> see you guys next week. See ya. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. 
This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.